Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to the All You Listen Now podcast, where I will talk about any and everything. I am your host, Johnny Beckett, again for another week. Hey, yo, I want to give a shout out today to a nine-year-old who just graduated from high school. Um, his name is David Balogun and he wants to go to college of course to actually major in astrophysics I mean how cool is that I mean first off that's a I tell you what these child prodigies at least we're hearing about them more I'm sure there was a lot back in the day but through the advent of social media and other things we're starting to hear more and more about them so obviously congrats to that still very very um, young man and congrats to his parents as well for obviously raising such a brilliant young man I mean that I mean that's a huge accomplishment I mean he already knows what he wants to do he was able to graduate from high school at nine heck when I was nine years old I think I was still trying to learn how to ride a bike I'm dead serious people don't judge me but I was but nevertheless though man congrats to him that's amazing that's just amazing but nevertheless though I certainly hope that you have had a very very good week because I know that I have as well all right ladies and gents thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day to download and listen to the show of course as we know this podcast gets played everywhere podcasts are being played nowadays by searching all you listening to podcast so when you get around to telling your friends family members relatives neighbors loved ones the maintenance guy who may stop by your apartment to actually you know fix anything that's broken they can find the podcast anywhere by searching Are You Listening Now podcast. In the description of the show notes, I leave timestamps for every segment of the show. So if you're a little crunch for time, don't have the ability to listen to the entire show, you can use that to time skip your way straight to the segment of your choosing. So look for those options in the description. Also on those different podcasting platforms, there is a way to like the show, rate the show, and even subscribe to the show. By doing that, not only will it help me out and it'll help push the show to new podcast listeners but it'll also give you the opportunity to know when the show has been uploaded so that way you can go and download it so look for those options on the different podcasting platform but on today's show i'm excited to be here two weeks in a row can you believe it what the schedule that i have has been a little crazy for recording but thank you all for staying tuned and thank you all for still continuing to download i greatly greatly appreciate that but I'm kicking off today's show with a story that in case you missed it, I believe is a big deal and not because there's a Netflix film about it either, which is kind of ironic. I didn't want to do a topic on it right away because I wanted to do some more research on this before giving my opinion, because even though after all, this is a podcast and podcasts, I think were created to give your own opinion. I wanted to know as much as I could about this situation before I actually spoke on it. So 
Back on February 3rd of this month, a train filled with a ton of harmful, toxic chemicals derailed in Palestine, Ohio, causing dangerous toxins um, and fumes to be mixed with the air somewhere upwards to about 3,000 feet, you know, in that particular atmosphere. And there has been a lot of talks as to why and how this happened. Not from the mainstream media, of course, but from independent news channels and podcasts. With that being said, though, was this caused by incompetence of the highest order? Was it the government being on some bull job like they have been now for a while? Or maybe, just maybe, it's some secret plot by some other devious players trying to do something on a much larger scale. Now, I think all of those are good questions, but to find out which question might be the right one to ask, I wanted to cover some items that I found that are interesting about the whole situation. Let's begin with, for starters, how about over a, a decade ago, corporate lobbyists convinced the Federal Rail Commission to exclude hazardous materials from its safety requirements. Interesting that this happened and could it be related to what happened? Possibly. But let's dig a little bit further though, because this isn't the first train derailment that has happened since that actually provision was loosened. Back in 2012, another train derailment happened in New Jersey carrying dangerous chemicals, much like the ones that were on this train, but just not as much. And guess what? Nothing was really done about it. And even with some people who were concerned trying to bring this up, the story was largely ignored and overlooked. With this one in Ohio, people were asked to evacuate the city to prevent people from breathing in the gas, which consists of some chemicals that was used during World War II. And for my people who aren't historians out there, World War II in a lot of ways was known for the chemical warfare that was happening during that time. Just ask the people who survived dealing with the Nazis. There are also reports stating that if the brake system had been upgraded to electric ones that worked together instead of the old school slinky brake method that the train have now, then this could have minimized the damage or prevented it altogether. Oh, the way the old or current, if you will, brake system method works for anybody who's not familiar with what the slinky method is. It is basically when you hit the brake, the main car stops first, and then it's kind of like a snowball effect after that from each car to the next, which when a train is going at a high rate of speed can cause it to jackknife and derail much like what we are seeing. To get to the questions at hand that were asked earlier, I think every single one of those questions should be asked, and I believe from the reported data that we have out there and that, you know, we, um, that I talked about above, I believe we can draw a conclusion that our government is bought and paid for by corporate interest. They are incompetent and the devious player in all of this are the people 
who are after that one thing that we call money. The people who run Norfolk Southern, the company responsible for the Ohio crash, and Central Railroad, which is a company that was responsible for the 2012 train derailment, all have people who represent them to the government and lobby them to get away scot-free from having to own any of this and to be able to pass certain laws so that way they don't actually have to, you know, think about the safety and well-being of not only their workers, which is an entirely different conversation, but anybody who could be hurt in the process. I mean, sure, some people will file a lawsuit against them, but that just ends up getting settled out of court since they know that most of us will just take the payout without actually demanding more. This whole game is tied up in money and how much can the lobbyist and some corporations get. A great book that I have and continue to read says that the love of money is tied up in all things. And I'm here to tell you, ladies and gents, that's a true statement, if there ever was one. In most cases, it doesn't matter how benevolent it appears to be, there's always a root cause for why they do what they do. Take away what they can get, and they wouldn't do any of what they are doing since there's no what's in it for me that they can actually get out of it. And I think that's true for a lot of things. However, thoughts and prayers are with the suffering families and individuals um, dealing with this. But maybe one day we can get corporate interest out of government and out of these type of things. I just wouldn't hold my breath to count on it. All right, ladies and gents, let me switch gears to another subject that I found interesting and it's certainly coming at interesting timing. So starting a few months back in 2022, and it's just picked up steam really getting talked about the last few weeks, but we have gotten more and more talks about unidentified objects appearing in the sky. It's so common now to talk about that even the mainstream media actually talks about it. Now, I'm old enough to remember that back in the day, if you even discussed and brought up that aliens were real, you would be laughed under the table and called crazy. But now it's the cool thing to do, it seems. Seeing and hearing all of this got me thinking about why this actually is. You know, Anytime I see out of the norm events or accepting things that weren't accepted, acceptable back in the day, starting to be accepted now, it causes me to wonder and really think about why this is happening. After giving this some thought, I actually have some ideas as to why talking about UFOs and aliens now are acceptable. And I wanted to actually share my thoughts with you all on this podcast because I don't think any of this is just by happenstance. So the first thing that came to mind for me with all of this is to see how much fear they could dredge up. There's a quote 
that says that people are driven by two things. People are driven by hope and people are driven by fear. They both have the same effect, no matter which one you utilize. It's why in politics, you see some politicians like an Obama, for example, who will run on hope and change and things we can actually do. Even Donald Trump, believe it or not, ran on hope to hope to to make America great again. And then, of course, you have politicians who run on fear. Like your President Biden, like your Reagan back in the day. Who ran on the fact that. There's this great threat and that only them and their party could actually help quell it. Now, this is nothing new. We just saw this used these last few years during the pandemic. The fear of dying, even though the more and more we learned about it, the more we learned who it affected, why it affected and how it affected. But the fear of death, since most people in this life, well, I would say don't want to die. And quite possibly are afraid of it is a real easy lever to pull to get people to trust in what they're saying. This is no different. Think about this. A few, uh, several years ago, um, in this famous story that's now called The Battle of Los Angeles, they actually made a movie off of this, but there were a lot of talks and fears that all these unidentified objects were just appearing in the in the sky of Los Angeles, and they even started shooting them down and stuff like that, and people were losing their minds of what is happening to learn that they were just weather balloons. But there were several people who were quite afraid. Much like with this issue, it's another thing to dredge up fear. Fear that there could be some other life form out there that's coming and that could possibly cause us harm. It's a very old tactic, one that's been used since the starting of time and one that will be continually used, which actually segues me to another thought that I had right after that about their fear and then their ultimate explanation of what they were, which this time it was spy drones sent from China which leads to trying to create another enemy. We all know that the U.S. and China doesn't necessarily have the greatest relationship. We respect China because of their advancements and how powerful they have become, especially economically. But believe you me, the powers that be do not like China. And they're showing liking them now, especially since China is actually kind of on the side of Russia and their new, you know, war that they all of a sudden started. That I would say most of the American people either don't care about or don't want happening. But since China kind of has, or at least agrees with Russia, well, that's a problem. So, How can we create another enemy? Oh, I don't know. 
let's just tell them that the Chinese are trying to spy on us and they're sending over these drones to actually spy on us. Like, like how stupid do they actually think we are? I literally think that they believe that most people are just buffoons. I bet you that China right now, much like the U.S., by the way, has satellites that orbit that can zoom in to the point of being able to see you walking down the street and see what you're doing on your phone or whatever you're doing. I'm pretty sure they have that type of technology. So the thought that they would have to send a drone over here to actually spy on us. And then even the ones that went, that came up around the world in the other different countries to think that that's what they're doing, that that's the tactics that they had to resort to is so laughable and just such arrogant nonsense to believe that people are going to buy it. But Hey, if we can convince them that China's that big of a threat and they're trying to really, take over the world, which newsflash they are just not that way. Then, well, people will actually side with us and believe us. People out there listening, the power of the beast thinks you're an idiot and hopefully y'all aren't buying. Now, even with the ludicrous assumption or statement by them with the whole China drone situation I will say that the thing that I ultimately think though reason why this is just easily talked about now is basically another old tactic much like the fear tactic which is distraction we have to keep people distracted it's why I believe they continue to have people And they don't care about people who want to continue to bring up, for example, race. Now, is racism still real? Of course, we already know that and not to dive too deep down that rabbit hole. But they want us to continue to see everything through a racial lens to keep us divided. So that way we don't actually focus as a unit to actually see what they're actually doing. So. Let's talk about some of the things that are actually going on nowadays, shall we? We already know there's the Jeffrey Epstein file and people want to know who was attached to it. But no one's talking about that, right? There's the Hunter Biden situation and what was on his laptop that no one's talking about. There's the Twitter files out there and the things that the government was doing and forcing social media companies to actually do during the pandemic that they're trying to distract us from. There's the people who are a part of the World Economic Forum and their agenda to make sure that we are that we own nothing and are happy. There's them wanting to indoctrinate our children with sexual things that, quite frankly, they're not old enough to understand, but yet they want to distract us with, oh, there's things in the sky that we can't shoot down because we, we don't want to know what it is. And we don't want to cause debris to fall on people and hurt them. 
So it's just simply another distraction tactic. Ladies and gents, the only way things and they know that they can get things passed and done and stuff like that is to distract. Like, for example, in the Constitution, by the way, in the United States, for people in the United States, we all know what the Second Amendment is, right? The right to bear arms. And then in that, it talks about, you know, informing a militia against, you know, government tyranny. And I'm paraphrasing. But there's talks, and I think this may have passed. Don't quote me, but I know there was talks about removing the line from it that says to form a militia. So not taking away your guns, but certainly taking away your right to actually join up and join forces against powers that be that actually come to actually cause harm, which can lead to if there's any gun groups out there, them coming against you saying that you can't form a group of people who own guns. Like, for example, the NRA and other groups. See what they're trying to do that they're not talking about. The mainstream media certainly isn't going to talk about it, but they'll talk about these distraction issues because they flat out do not want us paying attention. They don't want us paying attention to more and more studies coming out that actually show some of the side effects of the COVID vaccine. Again, I'm not covering them on the show. You can feel free and Google and look this stuff up yourself on credible websites. I mean, they really are on the British Medical Journal, on the NIH's website, which is the National Institute of Health, on the Israel Journal of Medicine website. A lot of stuff out there that you can go find how they're talking about how there are certain harmful effects of the COVID vaccine that they're starting to discover. But they don't want us talking about that. They don't want us to pay enough things to any attention. So for us not to do that and not to see the bull job that they've been on forever, it seems like nowadays, and even more so heightened by times a million. Well, we'll just. Hey. Let's just keep on distracted. Just, just keep on talking about things that honestly, flat out, do not matter. And look, I've fallen for the banana in the, pe- in the tailpipe. I've fallen for the distraction tactics myself. Heck, I even fall sometimes for the fear ones. Makes me, makes me human. <laughs> but as more and more things keep coming to light, our eyes being open. Little stuff like this ain't going to distract us and deter us from seeing exactly the type of people that we have leading us and the type of things that they are trying to do to us, not for us, to us. But all right, ladies and gents, that is it for today's show. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to download and listen. Remember, on those different podcasts and platforms, like the show, rate the show, subscribe to the show if you're enjoying the content you're listening to here. It would really, really help me out. But until next week, see if I can make it three in a row. (laughs) I hope you all have a good one, and I will talk to you all later. Peace.